Hey, it's the Double One Radio Podcast. <laughs> I wanted to Me. see how long I could go with everyone just getting potentially more confused. Uh, <laughs> look, we're, we're talking about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. We're talking about video game logic. We're talking about a few other things. That's the show. We talk about video games. I hope you know that because that's what it is. Is everyone excited <laughs> to talk about some video games? <laughs> yeah! Can't wait. R- Ryan, you sound so excited right now. <laughs> Look, I move in six days. <laughs> oh, Mind I've got is elsewhere. other concerns. <laughs> Mind empty. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to talk about some brief news first because there's a couple of bits of gaming news that tie into what we're going to talk about that I want to talk about real quick. Uh, the first is a big article that dropped from GameIndustry.biz about Microsoft confirming that Game Pass is cannibalizing regular sales. Now, I think to us, this comes as no surprise. I would hope so, because that's kind of what happens with a format like this. You want to convert people into subscribers instead of selling box products. So I, the reason I want to bring this up is that this is one of the like biggest news stories of this week was Game Pass cannibalizing sales. I just want to be like, that's not a doom and gloom thing. That's a, until they show numbers that are like the relevant profit based on like, is this converting to more money for them or is it converting to less? It's not going to mean anything for Game Pass mm-hmm. specifically because see. yeah, yeah, this doesn't it, mean it's it? not profitable. Does this mean they're going to be changing the pricing on Game Pass? Are there going to be new, weirder tiers or something like that? Yeah, it, it's possible. I think everyone's been kind of on the train of there's going to be a price increase for Game Pass at some point. Um, I would guess at some point this year we're going to get at least like a, a $1 bump or something. Keep it yeah. relatively small, but it converts to well, a lot of money. And and they're going to be introducing like family and friend plans pretty soon. So I'd imagine that that would probably make them want to uh, increase the price a bit as well because people are going to be yeah. saving so much money that way. Huh. That's true. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's something to look for is see what Game Pass does this year because I'm curious to know how this in the long term turns out to be uh, because a number of other developers have come out saying that like their games wouldn't be possible without Game Pass because games like Descenders yeah. uh, is a big one. That is not super marketable, but has had a huge amount of success on Game Pass. So mm-hmm. I, I think this is a really interesting thing. Of from the art games as art perspective, I think Game Pass can be a very good thing because you have the ability and the the backing to uh, create some smaller scale products that you may not have been able to create before in games that may not exist otherwise. But at the same time, there needs to be money for those games. To be worth funding, I think from the the Game Pass perspective depends because Microsoft I, does well, have more money than God. So, <laughs> I mean, well, think about how many people wouldn't know about Hi-Fi Rush if if Game Pass didn't. Yeah, like Hi-Fi Rush is, a, I think, a great case for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, there was an interview that was done with uh, John Johansson, I think his name is, uh, who was the director of Hi-Fi Rush, where he stated that Hi-Fi Rush was actually in development before. Tango was acquired before Bethesda was acquired. So there is the timeline there is a little wonky because that game was in development before the acquisition, just by a small team of people. Um, And then supposedly Bethesda got to internally play test it, and that was kind of the thing that kickstarted the the conversation of like, 
Should the shadow drop be a thing? What what would be the the strategy here? Do we go to Game Pass? Um, and that's kind of how that conversation came about. So it was an interesting interview that I encourage anyone to look up. I believe it was a Min Max interview with John Johansson. Uh, good good stuff in that. All right. Uh, the other big thing of news is that Phyraxis, who people may or may not know, that's the developer of all the XCOM games that are the mm. more recent ones and Marvel Midnight Suns, just lost two wow. of their higher-ups. Uh, they had worked there for 20-something years, so th these are significant Holy people crap. that were studio leads. At the same time, it tw working somewhere for 20 years, I could see you just wanting to move on regardless. So I don't think this is ne yeah. necessarily like a bad sign. Yeah. What might be a bad sign is that I believe Midnight Suns has been confirmed to have not sold nearly what the expectation was. Yeah, a lot I was of that. Hey, Brian, I think he might be the only person I've seen talk about the game after it came out. I have not. <laughs> exactly. That's why I want to bring this up. I want to remind people about Midnight Suns because it's really <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> it seemed like a high quality game. It's, it's it's not for me, and I don't really think they did the best job advertising it either. To be oh, absolutely with you. not. <laughs> The advertisements for Midnight Suns were somewhat atrocious. <laughs> I yeah. think would be the right way to put it. Uh, yeah, that, that's the case of Phyraxis losing leads. Midnight Suns not doing so hot. It's free to play and, until and again, this podcast is out. So if, if it's out and you're not listening to the Twitch stream, too bad. <laughs> huh. Yeah, and and the other thing too, it's not like they're they're losing these higher ups like during you know production of a game. It's afterwards, which is. <laughs> Like you said, yeah. completely normal. Yeah, it, it's just notable because these people had been there for a very, very long time. Right. Uh, and the big thing was that the the lead of all the the Phyraxis XCOM games has left. So whether or not XCOM is going to be the same in the future, I think is up in the air right now. Could definitely end up being pretty different. Uh, this last thing that I want to talk about a little bit is Wild Hearts. Wild Hearts came out, Brett. We've been yes. playing a little bit of it. I, to my understanding, you have also been playing some. I've been playing... I wanted to play more, but I, I have a life, and that yep. gets in the way of playing Wild Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Wild Hearts is certifiably not more important than regular life. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I do want to bring up Wild Hearts because, oh boy, I want to play this game really, really badly because it's very fun, but there's so many bugs. <laughs> Yeah, if you, if her, I will say it seems like this is a, an an age old case of the return of the the mid to late two thousands uh, crappy PC port. Because uh, on Xbox, I like minor graphical problems have been like the only problem at all. Um, uh, and all the the things that I because I've been all all the rest of my friends. Um, play it on PC, uh, which there's cross-play, so that part doesn't matter. Um, but when I'm, like, looking around for stuff to help them, you know, they have, like, their own Discord and subreddit and stuff, and it's all, like, uh, it just, like, runs really poorly on PC. Randomly, it'll just, like, hitch and stutter with, like, no correlation to settings most of the time. Uh, turns out that if you change... Uh, like the quality of your headset sound input that also output. only works for some people which is even what? more bizarre <laughs> yeah. what? If, if you change that uh that has had but if you change it from stereo to 5.1 surround sometimes that fixes yeah. issues. 
Which which I, I made I made the joke <laughs> to everybody that sent me this that this is the the sequel to the the From Software Spaghetti Code where uh, weapon durability is tied to frame rate. Yeah. Um, this is this is the more advanced version of that, which is only a good sign uh, when your things are relatable back to FromSoft games. Um, what? But yeah, it's 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 a shame. Uh, it doesn't seem other than the the Steam score being like abysmal right now because people uh, can't. Like perfectly run the game, uh, it, it doesn't seem like the the crummy PC version is like ruining the ratings or anything because the game is really good. Yeah, like, really, really fun. And that's why uh, we're talking about it right now. If this was just a bad yeah. port that came out and it wasn't fun, uh, but this had a this had a trial on EA Play, which meant um, mm -hmm. a lot of people got to try it through Game Pass if you're on PC or you have Ultimate. Uh, you get to play the first few hours of it. And I think that sold a lot of people on this game, aside from the yeah. fact that it is just having so many issues. Um, mm -hmm. And I will say, like, the console footage that I've seen, it runs okay, but this game does not look like a current-gen video game. I 100% disagree with that. I think the, the first island area has a lot of things that break with the lighting which is one of the graphical things that does happen on console but ryan the second that you get to any of the like uh the the final uh monster for the zone encounters because i hesitate to call them boss fights because everything you fight is a boss fight it's a monster hunter game mm -hmm. uh they look incredible the whole second area which is like uh do you know how in um in monster i i've World reached have... the second area okay i i it's yeah. beautiful it's gorgeous when you get so, on like the top layers and you Brett, get the sunset. How far did you get in Monster Hunter beautiful. World? Uh, every single time that I play it, I put like forty hours in, and then I get to high rank, and I get bored because it takes so long. You did you play in the rank. Coral Highlands of Monster Hunter World? Yes, because I I went back and did a comparison of these two because I wanted to know what was going on, and I will say the art direction for Wild Hearts phenomenal, like across the board. It's a beautiful game, but. The textures in Wild Hearts are so bad everywhere. It's not a small problem. It's like every single thing uh, is bad. And looking at this, as I, I did some digging to figure out if I wanted to play the, the PS5 version or the PC version, because the PC one was not running great, but it was at least hitting 60 pretty consistently on my rig. Uh, part of that's that I don't have a 4K monitor, so I'm not pushing resolution very much. But uh, the PS5 version did not look good in motion it's super blurry uh which has not just been mine i don't know about xbox i didn't look about xbox because i don't own one so you might be having a much better experience i, I think so console related. <laughs> the ps5 version version did not look good um hmm. the pc version i am playing on fully maxed out settings and i sent wyatt a picture of this before oh yeah it looks bad <laughs> Like, it just yeah. looks bad. Like, there is, if you, you stand still for any amount of time, I'm seeing textures that are, and, and the thing is, I play a lot of Omega Force games specifically, which is the, the developer behind this, which is the Dynasty Warriors oh. team. Um, oh, that's kind of a uh, Play-Doh-y. The oh, Dynasty yeah. Warriors, I, I've been playing Dynasty Warriors 7 recently, which is from early PS3. Uh, I would wager that that looks better than this in terms Jesus of just Christ. texture quality. <laughs> I think a lot of that is is not because I want to clarify. I don't think that the game com complexity is is last gen or anything because there's so much going on. 
Uh, and it largely works very well, which is, I think, a thing that's only possible because of the fact that we have newer hardware. Um, it just looks bad. It does not look good. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't know. I, I should stream uh, me playing You gotta show the, the version that you're playing and then look at some of the, the footage of me streaming yeah. it because I, I want to know the direct comparison. Because there, there have been parts where, like, I, like I, I've been fighting a guy in a cave, and then he gets out into like the the upper section of uh the the coral island with like the little mini stone yeah. hinges that look like like portals or whatever. I mean, and I'm like, oh my god, this looks like Ghost of Tsushima. This is great, and that is not the experience that you are having. It's not the experience I'm I mean, having, and it's also like not the experience that I think anyone on PC is having. Cause, Which okay. Is a shame. Yeah. Because I, I was about problem. to say, maybe, maybe you're just having the 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 Wyatt bug oh, curse. No, oh, it's I am because I haven't gotten to the bugs that I've had Wyatt. That's all just oh, the visual God. stuff. Oh God. That's some my base visual stuff. And the, the rumor <laughs> is that that Koei Tecmo has put out is that um, the reason performance is so bad is because of a CPU like bottleneck, and it looks like this might also be affecting consoles. Because they're not hitting frame rate targets that they should be hitting on the different modes, which is weird because the game looks like it should be. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a bunch of weird issues going on with performance that supposedly they're going to be fixed next week. The big problem, and this is way worse than the performance issues on PC for me, is that sometimes, randomly, the audio will not cut out, but will cut to only music and then sound effects, but only some sound effects, like three seconds after they should have happened. And it <laughs> doesn't fix. Like, you can't fix it without closing and resetting the game. I, I haven't tried, like, all I can say, the full screen and see if maybe that fixes it, but... All I can say, Ryan, is uh, welcome to, to my personal hell that it's I experience bizarre, every time, so every time I turn on my PC. Welcome. This is my life. <laughs> it's spreading. It's super strange. It's one of the weirdest bugs I've seen because it will all. It's not just the audio. When it then goes to a cutscene, like if you're hunting a, a thing that has a cutscene afterwards, it will skip through all the text. So it just skips all the text Weird. as it happens, which is bizarre. So I want to know what's going on. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense that at all. Problem. <laughs> Because it's really oh bad. It, it legitimately is like whenever that happens, I just quit and restart the hunt because yeah, I would too. It's a nightmare. Um, yeah, bonkers. Very strange, and it makes it very hard to react to things because the monsters in this game are very, very big and do attacks that cover the whole screen and things very quickly, um, which is fun. But when you don't have the audio feedback necessary to know what's coming. It makes it much harder to dodge anything or to like set up your your Karakuri in time to actually get out of the way. Uh, but that said, aside from all the bugs, it's a great time. <laughs> yeah, I I obviously you know it's this is not a case where I can be like oh this is just the Wyatt problem because the majority of the people playing on the platform are having the problem unless the virus is finally spread in which case we are doomed. Yeah, uh, it's on a massive but, scale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I, I, I think, and it's very strange that I am here to think that this is worth pointing out in a positive light, uh, but Ryan, this is a video game where you can invite your friend and play together. Brett, it's mind-blowing. <laughs> oh my god, you don't have to join a server, you there don't have to get into a, button a lobby. That you could just press when you start a thing that goes, join multiplayer. Mm -hmm. And it just works. 
and it's there's mine. no <laughs> there's no invading, no summoning, nothing's built around that. There's no joining a lobby and waiting for a cute to... no good old co op. And how, guess what? How does guess it what? work if there's no like share? You share... click on your friend's name and you invite them, and then they join. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't and, believe we've reached the technology. If it, it, the the game is smart enough to know that if both, if all the people, because you can have three of the people uh, in, in, I hesitate to even to call it a lobby because it's not a lobby. At the same time, at the same like story progress, it will all move everyone's story forward together. So it's you don't have to go back. People don't want to replay the same section of the game after they've already yes. beat it maybe multiple times. But which wait, which wait, is a thing wait, that you're going really? to have done. What? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> oh, already, oh I, I want this part from this monster. I've already got, I've gotten so unlucky. I fought them seven times. I still haven't gotten it. I'm not going to fight them six more to help my friend also not get it and do the story. Like, no, that sucks. That's boring and annoying. That's what we've been dealing with. So many games have gone backwards and have done things more complicated like that for so long. It feels nice to have a game that's just like, all right, do you guys want to yeah. play? Yeah, sure, I'll play for an hour. And the hour is spent playing the game and not trying to find each other or trying to redo things that you already did yesterday or trying to, like, get someone else's or, world speed so they can fit. Or gets four of you into a lobby and then sends three of you off to the same yeah. game and one of you <laughs> off to a different game. Yep. Battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> wild Sorry. um yeah i do want to talk about some of the differences between this and monster hunter because i think that's going to be a big deciding factor for a lot of people um yeah. i want to start this out by saying i think they're both different enough to if you like one of them you will probably like the other and there's totally enough space for both of them to exist like it's not a mm -hmm. monster hunting games there, there's a few of them now but the vast majority of them are not good it's really just Monster Hunter, and I, I would add Wild Hearts to the list of Monster Hunting games that are very good right now. Um, Wild Hearts is significantly more arcadey. It's a lot faster in basically every facet. Uh, hunts are quicker. It's much faster to like chase down a monster. You're typically through a hunt in what I would call like in-game speeds of Monster Hunter, where you're through in like 20 minutes at the most, is like the start of the game. In Wild Hearts, is you're through a hunt in like 20 to 30 minutes at the most. Uh, whereas, like, early Monster Hunter fights can go for, like, half an hour uh, very easily and extend past that if you're not amazing at the game. Um, it's much easier to get a handle on. There's no huge tutorials that are necessarily for every weapon. It can help for some of them, but there's... You can get a weapon, you can play with it pretty functionally immediately. And, man, it just is nice that the menus are very good, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> I think that's a yeah. big improvement over a lot of Monster Hunter games, especially World and Rise, is that the menu is very understandable immediately, uh, and the way they have like their weapon tree built out, to me, is so much easier to read than Monster Hunters. I think a lot of that is that it's a little bit simpler. There's not as many moving yeah. parts and as many different weapon types, just because there's less monsters in total. For, but for it's weapon. got a really cool yeah. like meta game of you can like build out and inherit skills from weapons that you build off of so you can like make a path through this kind of skill tree of weapon crafting you get like a unique build which is really cool that's a very fun system that i think will get just better as i get further in the game uh yeah i think a lot of positives i do think I... the big negative oh, go ahead wyatt 
I would like to point out the uh, the description of this game on Steam. It's one of the most <laughs> beautifully written Steam descriptions for a game that I've ever heard. Allow me to uh, to respond it to you. Yeah. Esther ancient tech tech to hunt down giant beasts. That's it. That, that's that's it. it. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't try to hide what it is. The negatives biggest one for me, aside from any technical <laughs> thing right now. Is the way that characters speak is infuriating. No, you're oh, another one no. too. No, they, I thought you would be Ryan? on my side. How do they speak? Ryan, when the character speaking English this entire time says Sugoi in like the third cutscene, it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> so I loved bad. it. I, I was okay with it for that one character, but then it was everyone. Like, every single character that speaks does a sentence and then just puts one Japanese word in the middle or at the end, and it's bizarre. What? It's... I I I think... I think it's silly. It's because the game... You're not trying to take the game serious in the first place, so that's that's a big part of me not really caring all that much. But I, I, I do know a lot of people seem to be, like, genuinely like like pissed off by it because they just think it's, like, annoying to hear... But I, I don't know. I think for if you don't like it, you just turn the dialogue to Japanese or do what my one friend did in Tain. Look, I uh, might have to. Because, to Italian Brett, I think the reason that. it's annoying me is not the same reason it's annoying most people because I, I've I've so taken... In, I studied four years of Japanese in, in college, mm -hmm. so I understand most of what they're saying. And they literally are just saying the same thing again. I, I'm <laughs> so, not surprised. So in, in the Japanese voice, in the Japanese dub, um, does... Do they not say one random? I don't English know. I imagine not. <laughs> I, I imagine so. they don't. That would be really good. I also think a oh big part God. of it is that the quality of the accents of various characters is so wildly different that for yeah. the first like character you meet, her Japanese accent is fine, and the, the like uh, first male character you meet, they have a great accent. It just is really strange <laughs> when other characters mm -hmm. just swap to like not great Japanese in the middle of a sentence. Um, and there's like one lady who has like a like a English sounding accent, like a British accent, and there's one lady that just talks like regular old like East Coast American. It's it's very strange, but I I, I like it overall, kind of for a similar reason that I like uh the the much more different accents and for the characters in Hi Fi Rush, where it's just like I just don't want to hear the same people all the time. Oh, I love Hi Fi you know Rushes. What? We're we're in a we're in a classic old timey Japan setting, even though it's heightened fantasy reality. So you know what? I'll 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 get by with some 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 crummy Japanese. Look, I just can't handle everywhere. it when someone tells you thank you and then speak? follows it up with Arigato gozaimashita. <laughs> like uh, what is going on? Uh, I feel like I'm having a conniption. <laughs> That's so it's rough. Uh, for the actual problem, I think the the biggest real issue the game has is just a lack of polish because it's not in a franchise that has made thirty of these games. Mm. So there's little things that you'll notice are not great, like collision is kind of weird. Um, there's areas of the environment that are destructible, but they don't destroy well. Like oh. you can fight monsters in like a big staircase in one area, but if it even like touches the staircase, the entire thing just vanishes. Oh, <laughs> which is really funny. Um. There's, there's a lot of little things like that, and I, I'd say the the issue that I currently have with combat is sometimes it just doesn't go great because the things are too big mm -hmm. for certain things, especially if you're in melee, the camera just goes insane. Like, it's not a very good camera for handling yeah. fights with large things. Because it's like, 
the the monsters sometimes are just too big uh and it doesn't have the it doesn't have like the the bloodborne dark souls 3 problem where it's just like the thing you're fighting is so huge yeah. that it's just out of frame and you can't see it even when you're locked onto it it's like it it's actually locking on like too good and when you're like up against a wall and a giant 60 foot long pig is is pressing up in your face you're just going to see the inside yeah, there's a reason that oh. if you watch people play Monster Hunter for any amount of time, you'll notice that the lock-on does not actually lock-on. When they hit the lock-on button, it just recenters the camera over the monster part that mm -hmm. they're looking at. So that way, you, your camera is not whipping in random directions and getting stuck behind, like, trees, because it's very it's not often out of your control. Um, which I think just works a lot better when you're fighting large things like this, it, because you're, you're just not getting the whiplash that happens when you are. So... Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I haven't actually checked if that's an option in the game. It might be, and if it is, I'm gonna switch to it. Maybe. But uh, yeah, I think that's the camera just needs some work. Is... I, a a big part of that too, which is like one of the the major negative points for me in terms of like like a gameplay thing that probably isn't going to be fixed, as opposed to like bugs, yeah, or like things that are going to be fixed eventually. Uh, I some of the some of the arenas they put you in suck, <laughs> and partially that that uh -huh. is because of the camera. Because like the um uh the the uh I can't remember the name of the the big sap raccoon with the the, the sap leaf scourge. Face. I think it's the called sap scourge. Yeah, um, sap they, raccoon. Like, they they oh, no. the the last room you you fight him in for his final phase is like this small like cave. Thing, and there's just a bunch of like orange sap pillars dripping down from the ceiling and the camera just doesn't know what to do and that the monster doesn't know what to do and your weapons don't know what to do because there's just not enough space to move around uh and i'm using the the big umbrella which when you mm -hmm. just gonna blur a bunch of things and i'm sure someone who doesn't know what we're talking about is gonna go Whoa. but when you jump on the spring and do your regular attack you shoot across the map with your umbrella pointing in a direction to do like a big stabby attack that does a lot of damage but in small crappy arenas like that you just go past them because there's not enough space and just your, your whole move set gets like limited because of dumb things like that uh, and that was really frustrating in the yeah. first area especially because they really want to like push you into an area where there's a bunch of trees or like rock formations like that. I haven't had as much issue with the second area yet because it seems like a lot of it is more open. Um, and I hope more of the game kind of goes in that direction because those those very claustrophobic arenas mixed with the camera, it it makes it very frustrating to deal with things sometimes. Not to a point where it's like I'm gonna turn the game off because obviously I'm still playing. But it's like, I would be like, I wouldn't have gotten downed if I was able to see what was going on. And I can't see what was going on because there is a giant uh, pillar of glowing orange sap in my face and not on the ground. And yeah. uh, now, now, I, now I'm embarrassed because somebody has to revive me now. And my god gamer status has been taken away because of a bad arena. Okay? And not mm -hmm. my own skill. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a consistent problem. Uh, it's just the, the arenas don't feel as well thought out, it, which is a shame because a lot of them look really cool. Like, the Sapped Cave looks cool. But yeah. then you play in it, and you're like, oh, this isn't a great area to fight in. Uh, especially because I've been gravitating towards the bow. 
Oh god, just... yes, the range problems are going to be even worse for you. Yeah, it, you end up having to be pretty far back a lot of the time, and like you're using the the stuff to jump in the air all the time because his bow has really good aerial attacks, uh, which just means your camera is constantly clipping into things and like getting all out of whack. At least with the bow, you typically aren't locked on, <laughs> so you have a little bit more control to not get whipped around. But yeah, it's a little things like that. I think are pretty nitpicky in terms of what actually it feels like it's just not an amazing feeling uh not to say it's bad because I, I do think the game is overall very fun to play and i feel like most people that get past the performance and bugs are enjoying it quite a lot yeah so yeah it's been a good time i will report back when i'm further in <laughs> i think is the way we phrase <laughs> this all right let's talk about legend of zelda because we got legend of zelda tears of the kingdom coming up uh, the reason we're talking about this now instead of closer to the release is because there's started to be some leaks from the art book. And so we want to do the kind of wish list of what specifically Wyatt wants Breath of the Wild <laughs> sequel, te sequel, Tears of the Kingdom to be uh, while we list, are untainted from spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> I think I is the idea. definitely be affected by them. Yep. Uh, like. So... I'm gonna leave the floor open. What's some what's some problems in Breath of the Wild that you want fixed? What you need I've, to be better? I've been I've been replaying Breath of the Wild, um, and I have a list. I have I have a list. Yep. Um, and and the first one, the first thing that's on this list here is a better story because <laughs> the story sucks. <laughs> it sucks, and it's lame, and the voice acting sucks, and a lot of the writing sucks. It feels very detached from what you're doing because a lot of it's done in flashbacks and anything that is in the present is usually just mentions of what happened 100 years ago and it's a lot of repeated information and it sucks. <laughs> um, I, I, I haven't really gotten a whole lot of um, whiffs that the story's going to be all that. It's, it's not going to have that much more of a focus in Tears of the Kingdom than it did in Breath of the Wild, which makes me sad. Um... And, and it's not like I don't understand why. It's a game that's focused on its sandbox and, and its, you know, adventure feeling. And so I understand that that story is going to take a bit of a backseat. But can we at least get something with some amount of coherent structure? <laughs> like, I'm not asking for very much. Especially when we live in a world when a Puss in Boots sequel has great <laughs> character work. Yes. And a pretty good story. I think we can ask for a little bit more out of a $70 video I, game. <laughs> we, we can ask, but why? Best we're going to get, another hot fish person. Oh, God. But there's, I, I, I bet you there's going to be three. We got to get three. It's a rule of threes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have one and, for everybody. <laughs> and Ryan had mentioned this too, and and uh, it, well, um, during that most recent Nintendo Direct, but like just characters that you talk to and that aren't like NPCs, you know, like like characters that have that have stakes and purpose in the story that you kind of see them grow and, and change as the story progresses. I really don't Again, want are... Link to be the only character in this game. You don't want your one character in your video game, in your epic adventure video game, to be the one that doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm going to add to this. I think the most controversial thing I think I want from this uh, from Tears of the Kingdom is I kind of don't want the story 
to allow you to go fight the final boss immediately. Ah. Oh, interesting. Or at least if it does, I would like there to be a significant like change if you do, right? Ooh, because I yeah, think how... the I want there to be character progression and characters that aren't Link, but also Link, right? You want it to be yeah. a, a journey and have like a feeling like you've changed by the end of it, I, which I think every other Zelda game nails. That's one of the like, feelings that I think is so I mean, good I mean, about Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. I, I mean, right before playing uh, Breath of the Wild, before that I had played Skyward Sword, which has a... I'm not going to say it's an incredible story, but it's very functional. You know, there's characters that go through some kind of change. I'm looking at you, Groose. Love you. Um, I think Zelda is probably, it's probably the most interesting iteration of Zelda that we've gotten, um, you know, because she has things to say and things to do. Um, and and to go from that, which, which had a, a fairly significant focus on its story, to Breath of the Wild, which just has, like, none... <laughs> Was was such a jarring like I mean a lot about going from Skyward Sword to Breath of the Wild is like a jarring whiplash in a lot of different ways but like especially with the story you're like what happened like we 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 had like a pretty okay story here last time yeah. these people kind of know what they're doing what happened <laughs> where did, where did all the story go it's gone hidden behind optional activities pretty severe tonal whiplash I think yeah in terms of you know, feel like there's any progression. It doesn't help that the game just kind of ends as well, and then yeah, it does the well, thing that a lot of JRPGs do and just <laughs> spits you back out right before the final boss. Even though I hate that it really yeah. wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> I hate that. So the only thing around afterwards, the only thing that it would have changed is that the uh, like a lot of the open world resets on those like blood moons or red moons or whatever they're called right which is like part of ganon's power and they wouldn't have been able to do that but you know According what if that is still the... happened afterwards also i'm gonna i'm gonna say throw out a warning now we might spoil breath of the wild in this discussion like <laughs> well, yeah, i think so, i don't so think the wind will that, avoid it so with, with that you were talking <laughs> about the red moon but we see that red moons are back in tears of the kingdom so it doesn't matter what Ganon does. See, I think does, you could have does, totally yeah. just still... let them continue as well and just been like, yeah. oh, this is weird mystery. Why are the Red Moons still happening? Sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they weren't going to make another Legend it. of Zelda game. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's my that's my number one thing. And I just feel like it's the one thing that's really missing. Um, apart from some smaller things, but I think, you know, you know, larger overarching stuff that, you know, uh, there's that. Uh, the next thing, let's see, I'm just going to go down the, I'm going to go down the list here. Uh, combat, specifically with combat. And now I said this during the Actually, Nintendo before Direct you go to go directly to combat, Wyatt, I want to, oh. I want to garner some predictions from you okay. about some things in Breath of the Wild. We're going to revisit these once it's out, uh, okay. Tears of the Kingdom is out, and see how correct you specifically, but maybe all of us depends on if we all answer or not. God, uh, I really want them to tone down durability. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to durability, get to yeah, that. for sure. <laughs> um, I, I figured I just couldn't hold on to it anymore. Just like it needs to be said. Oh, I understand. That was a I understand. huge issue. Yep. So, why? First, I want to ask you: Is mm -hmm. Zelda gonna be in percentage-wise more of this game than the last one? I want her to be, but the the trailers definitely make it seem like she's not. Yeah, um, that's why I bring, have this question because I which which could be a I would like there to be. 
Which could be a misdirect. It could be, but I, man, I just I think Steven the has only a cool outfit in the trailer. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's happening. I don't. I don't think it's happening. Um, okay. If if it's going to be more, it's going to be like by one or point five percent more. Like just a really tiny bit not more. Gonna, yeah. You I get 15 seconds. Yeah, I'm, I'm including the memories in that um, as okay. like, yeah, time. Well, so are there still going to be memories or stuff? Because Link's remembered his I past hope not. by the end of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, you're going to shoehorn more. Replace it with something else. Weird backstory. In <laughs> Replace it with something good. <laughs> so Something that isn't happening 100 years in the past. Yeah, um, if you could access Ganon's memories, that'd be something else. Hey, I could see that being what it is. I think that could be a legitimate thing, because Ganon's voice acted by Matthew Mercer now. Well, also, oh. leads into another small thing. Um, make Ganon more part of the story, because he really had... There's no, like, presence from him at all, other than the vision of Hyrule Castle until you actually get there, and, like, the four bosses for the four dungeons, and that's it. I really want him to be more of a presence. If that's even who it is that we're fighting, we're not one hundred percent sure. Whoever it is that we're fighting, wherever the, the big baddie is, I, I want I want him. It to better be, be better Matthew be Mercer's sexy Ganon. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, I really, really hope that Ganon is an ally in this one in some form. <laughs> Honestly, that would be super cool. I would be so down. Well, for there that. is okay. So there's a rabbit hole to go down with Ganon and Zelda lore because. Good old Nintendo put out the crazy Zelda timeline about a bunch of games that were not meant to have been related and then related them yeah. all. But functionally, according to Nintendo, it does describe some stuff of like Ganon, as in just Ganon, the pig Ganon, evil big monstrosity Ganon, is literally just a like spirit of ruin. It is not a cap a thing capable of dealing or thinking beyond ruining things. But Ganondorf, Dorf. which is the human mm -hmm. side. Is just a person. Well, Gerudo. Ganondorf, the, a, Gerudo yeah, the, the Gerudo side is a is a person that has the power Triforce and is has their own motives, right? He's well, got his own deal. In um in Ocarina, he was a thief that stole one of the Triforce. It was the Triforce of Power, I think, and then he yeah. became Ganon. Um, and so whether you yeah, know, but you see that's that incorrect like... because Skyward Sword is actually the starting point, Wyatt. So it's actually Skyward Sword that creates Ganon. <laughs> You're just no, that's incorrect. not true. No, 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 that's not true. Ganon is not in. Ganon and Ganondorf is not in Skyrim. Yeah, it's, no, uh, it's, it's 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 called, it's it's the other demise. Thing. Demise. Yeah. Demise. The, yeah. But then, the demise his, is Ganon. The demise <laughs> is confirmed Ganon from the Nintendo lore book. <laughs> this is why we need to consult the Nintendo lore book because I know often... I know they did not think of it at the time. <laughs> no. But. Definitely now not. they have to <laughs> because well, they've listen, created this convoluted timeline. I think uh, I think these games work much better as the same story being told by different people in like throughout the ages and stories changes the way that out. it was originally. I think I think it works better that way. Do but do I also think that Nintendo did the best possible job that they could taking games that have nothing to do with each other and trying to mash them together? Yes, that doesn't mean it works, but I think they did the best job that they could the best they could have. Given, given what they're working with. I mean, how do you I fit had... Four Swords Adventure into a timeline? <laughs> they don't even try with the, like, the CDI games. They're like, ah, that's not part of Zelda. Let's just get those out Those are someone's bad fireplace story, 
Those are like nightmares that Zelda had while she was in her deep sleep <laughs> in like Zelda 2 or something. While she was either trapped in the crystal in Ocarina of Time or... That's why everyone looks so scary in the, or... in the animations. It's like they look so creepy in the cutscenes. It's because they were nightmares. Either that or she's having sleep-deprived hallucinations while she's fighting off Ganon for a hundred years. <laughs> she ate, she ate a, a little too many uh, Stamella shrooms and, and now she just she's she's seen some crazy, some crazy shit. Certainly possible. <laughs> All right, uh, we we've talked about the story. Why? Let's talk about combat before right. we go um, further down this insane, right. unhinged rabbit hole. That could, that could make its own freaking video, but we're gonna move on. Uh, so here's the thing about combat. I'd mentioned this. I think we talked about this briefly during the Nintendo Direct. I don't actually want there to be this massive combat overhaul. I think all of the pieces are in place. I think they just need to make some some little tweaks here and there. Maybe maybe one or two small additions, but I'm not really asking for anything too drastic because I kind of like what we have, right? You got you got your basic kind of light combo attacks, and then you can hold it for like a special attack that depends on the type of weapon that you're holding. Um, and then you can also jump and then like do like a slash attack and that kind of thing. I think it's all fine. I think the problem is specifically, I'm looking at my list here, perfect parries and shield bashes need to be more consistent. Because the timing on them feels like like a dice roll. Like you never know if it's actually gonna work or not. And when it does work, it's really cool. Especially the, uh, you know, the, the the perfect dodges. You like do a backflip when someone like you know thrusts a spear at you. There's they like slows down. And then you zoom in and you do a bunch of attacks. Super cool. But the timing is so random, so inconsistent that you can't really rely on it on it at all because you just don't know if you're gonna get it to work or not. It's like. It's one of those things where you can really only do it consistently if you've played the game for like a million hours and you just, you know the math behind everything. But even then, it can still be difficult to predict. So hey, yeah, I think that's I the biggest thing. I was going to say, I've had from like one of my biggest memories of playing uh, uh, Breath of the Wild is having such a hard time against the Guardians when there isn't really any environmental things in your way that you can use to block the lasers because I... I, I don't know. I couldn't parry. I couldn't parry for crap. Yeah. I'd actually say I mean, for me, I... it's, it's the opposite of the Guardians were the thing that I could deal with because they have a tell. As long mm -hmm. as you parry as soon as the beam starts, you will get it. You just need to look for like the first frame of the beam opening and that will perfect parry every time. But so and many of the keep... other enemies have like random hitboxes, it seems like, or like hit frames yeah. where it's active for a parry to happen. So it's just super inconsistent. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, I think if you are a speedrunner or something, you can absolutely get consistent with it, which shows that it is a system that was constructed okay, but I think for your average person, it's a little bit too restrictive Yeah, in terms of timing. Especially yeah. dodges, because um, I think the dodges just tend to not feel great. And that might be because the window for a perfect dodge is probably the right size, but there should be like a little window where it's also just a regular dodge and doesn't give you the the rush, but lets you avoid damage. Yeah. Which is, I think, how I would tune that to be a little bit more forgiving. Yeah. And maybe, uh, I, I would say the other thing is, I, I hope they have more weapon types in this game that do some more wacky things. Because what we have are like things that are very functional but aren't super flashy, right? You got your spear, you got your big yeah. swords, you got your you got your little swords. I think the most unique weapon in the entire game are the um the the Lysel Foe's uh boomerangs, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like the boomerang from um 
that Sokka has, where it's like it's a sword, you can hit a bunch of people with it, but you can also throw it using the, the right bumper, and then it comes back to you if you hit A. That's pretty cool. It's not the most practical thing in the world. Uh, I, don't I, I would it say it's much. highly impractical at almost every yeah. stage of the game. <laughs> but it's cool. It and I want I, I, I just want more crazy. Like, even if they take some of the crazy weapons that they had in uh, Age of Calamity, right? Like, I remember some of the DLC weapons just being just super out there, yeah. weird-looking stuff would be pretty cool. Um, I, I, I would settle for just having like weapons. a couple different moves, just a little bit of animation difference to make things feel even a little bit different mm -hmm. would be nice because mm -hmm. uh, I think you largely end up just having you have big sword, you have little sword, and that's it <laughs> for yeah. the wild in terms of like moveset. And also little things like like make um and this kind of goes into to loot stuff which I I want to save until a little bit later but like take things like like axes and hammers and then have them be like have weapon variants of them and ones that aren't just used for chopping trees and like smashing boulders and stuff because yeah. I think there are people who want to use axes and hammers and they're really used for tools and not so much for weapons. Oh yeah, imagine um, axes and hammers do like more damage to armor. Or armor plating on, on. I like that yeah. we're just turning like... Tears of the Kingdom into Dark Souls. <laughs> that's that's where we've landed. <laughs> you know, for a sandbox, it might work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um. um all right. All right. Any other so combat notes? That. Any other combat notes? Um. We'll go into durability the... next. I think. I was gonna yeah, say if durability let's... isn't part right. of combat, then. So, so I've been thinking about this. Here's, okay, before we start my... durability, I gotta ask okay. you. I gotta get your prediction on the board. Do we have an additional actual like weapon type with a different move set? Does this count arrows? Because we saw the um the like. I'm gonna say this needs to be and... unless it shoots differently. Like, does Link do a different animation set for oh, okay, I a, a weapon type? Um, I'm going to say yes, because I hope to God that they do that, because if they don't, that's going to be a huge missed opportunity. <laughs> like a tech uh, crossbow or something like that, hopefully. That's that's my biggest worry with this game, is that the first one was received so well that they're just not going to change the formula that much. That's my biggest, biggest yeah. worry. I hope I hope they do some bonkers stuff with it. Um, all right. Will. Weapon durability. This is the... This is a big boy. This is the, this is the big one. Here's... Here's what I've been thinking about for a while, all right? For the early game, for like maybe the first half of the game, keep it exactly the same. Because I actually really like the way weapon durability works in the early game. Because every single thing you pick up, every single item you acquire is precious. And I think it's really thrilling when you have weapons, especially like really weak weapons early on, that you can find a lot of the time, but you don't have a lot of inventory slots. So like when one just yeah. explodes in your hand, it's actually really, really scary. I really, really like that. It's where you get to the late game is when I think it becomes an issue because there's no weapons that you really feel like that attached to in any way. It's like, okay, I found this giant electricity sword that I found on top of a mountain that'll break in two or three combat encounters and then I can just go back to that mountain later on and just pick it up again. Like it's it's not... Response? Well, yeah, because weapons, weapons, and, and stuff respawn. So if you know yeah, where to it's, find it, it's them. just not a satisfying thing yeah. to do. So here's here's what I think they should do, and save this until the late game. But here's what I think they should do. You know the Terrytown quest, which is the quest where you build a town, right? And you have to help this this guy build up this town, so you have to get different resources and stuff. And then at the end of that, 
you get um, the Hylian shield, which is like the classic Legend of Zelda shield. Mm. I want more quests like that, but you're building weapons. So you have an entire quest line where you're getting different parts of a weapon that you can also kind of branch off. And it's like, all right, here's like the base of a two-handed weapon, right? You like go on one quest and you get the handle for it. You go on another quest where you have to get items, where you have to get like certain resources and stuff for it. But you also have a choice on whether you want to spec it into a giant sword or a giant hammer or something like that. So it's a bunch of quests where you get weapons that you build over time and it takes a while. You have to get all the resources and they're permanent at that point. It's like, once you finish that quest for that weapon, you get it forever. And it's a weapon that you've built that you feel happy about because it's one that you've put your own time into and you feel like you have this kind of like relationship with it. And I feel like that's a really fun way for the, a really fun activity for the late game is that you're working on those weapons that you really care about and that you want. You think this would be a one and done per playthrough like choice? It like if you make the sword, you can only have it as the giant sword. You can't switch it to the axe or the hammer. Yes, because then it kind of encourages multiple uh, playthroughs of the game. And you could have it be this really cool thing. Like maybe you help a, a, a Gerudo swordsmith. Like maybe 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 there's this ancient forge that's built into like the Elden Mountain or whatever, or a, a Death Mountain, right? And you have to help him like get the forge started up again. And then afterwards you go out on all these quests to get these different weapons and stuff like that. I just think something like that would be super cool because again, I like the durability for the early game and then having weapons that you kind of have a relationship with and that you work to get in the late game is what would really sell the late game a lot more than the first game. Yeah, I, I like that idea. I don't think I would want it to limit you to only be able to use one weapon type because I feel like that kills the experimentation part of the game, which is so important but, to it feeling I mean, like it does. But I mean, you could have multiple, like like you could have one quest where, okay, this is like your one-handed sword quest. You have yeah, I, I would want you to be able to like, do all of those different quests and not be like locked yeah. out of doing one of them. Um, oh yeah, no, no, that, that's what I meant. And, at but the same time, like, I feel like that is the largest ask that we've had so far, <laughs> and I don't see it oh, happening. That's the thing. When I made this list, I was like, I'm not restricting myself at all. This is just what I want, right? Like, sky's, sky's the limit in terms of my wish list. They're definitely not going to do that. But if Nintendo magically out of nowhere came to me and was like, Wyatt, we need your help, I'd be like, all right. This is what you do. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get an email from Nintendo of America tonight. I do think there is a the the quick and easy fix in my mind is have like a weaker version of for every weapon type, like the mm -hmm. Master Sword that is not going to break. If you need to have a fallback weapon that you unlock at some point in the game later on, mm -hmm. uh, and then just triple the what durability of everything after the start, <laughs> like. <laughs> Give me, or maybe make durability a thing well, that you can do an armor set. Seed equivalent. Have like an armor set that like increases all weapon durability. Or yeah, but then the problem Just is you're, you're only going to use that armor set, right? I think or, or something. I think and you know putting what? it on a thing that isn't that is restrictive, like you would have to use a thing. We're going to see people only using that thing because I think for the vast majority of people, weapon durability was the biggest. Yeah, I w I don't want to say problem because I do think durability had a, a lot of really fun interactions. But it killed a lot of the exploration because you never really felt like you were rewarded for some certain things because it would break in one fight. And you know what? I, I honestly would also say that this ask is not as big as you think it is because we kind of already have it. One of the DLC uh, packs for Breath of the Wild was the Master Trials. Yeah. 
which was essentially a bunch of like mini dungeons where they took away all your stuff and you had to it was like its own mini form of progression and when you finish one of the master trials it permanently upgrades the master sword so honestly just do that but with other weapons that you get like later in the game they kind of already have that there <laughs> like to begin with and so i think expanding on that and having it be part of the base game instead of dlc i think would improve the late game uh quite a bit and that also that also kind of goes into something else I was talking about, which is I want more from the crafting system. Because right now it's a cooking system. You get a bunch of stuff together, you can make food or you can craft elixirs. I want to be able to like mod weapons. I want to do more stuff because you get but not a at the cooking bunch spot. of materials. <laughs> not at <laughs> the cooking spot. <laughs> you throw your sword in the cooking pot. Oh my you, god. You you just you just poke a bunch of the the the, the roasted uh, vegetables well, there is on the master sword. It's crafting. a new kebab. Is there, there is weapon crafting in in Breath of the Wild. Do you, there is the ancient weapon crafting that you can do. At the oh, yeah, but, yeah, but I, I want the, I want the more. The old lady stuck <laughs> I, I in the young person's body. Like like that's just just for ancient gear. I want I want to expand it to all weapons, right? Yeah, I would love like I, a I blacksmith think... character that you actually interact with, who like you help make weapons. That'd be fun. Yeah, and like I said, have a whole quest where you help start up this forge where he allows you to, like, where he helps you make weapons and stuff. All right, I think, I've got another set so of many... questions for you, Wyatt. All right. Related to what we were just talking about. Okay. First of all, we obtained the Master Sword in Breath of the Wild, assuming mm -hmm. you did the, the full playthrough, which I think is going to be the assumption for starting mm -hmm. Tears of the Kingdom, is that yeah. you're playing a Link who did the full playthrough. Mm -hmm. Do we have the Master Sword at the start of the game, or do we need to reacquire it? Reacquire. I think you're gonna lose it in the in the beginning cutscene. Yeah. Okay. And then that's the second the question because I had somewhere. a feeling you were gonna say we're gonna need to reacquire it. My second question: Does the game explain how we don't have the master sword <laughs> in either a cutscene or something, or do we just not <laughs> have it? I I think the I th I hope we have to find it in the rubble of like wherever there's a cave in or something that was hinted to in the like cutscene and early reveals. I know what you hope, uh, but what if, do you think will happen? <laughs> if if the the worst possible scenario is, oh, Link put it back in the stone for some reason. What? <laughs> he put it in a new Why would he stone. ever do that? He found a new rock. He'll never need it again. I mean, to give to give Nintendo a bit of credit here, they do explain why the Master Sword was there in Breath of the Wild. So it's not too much of an assumption to assume that they would do it again. But this is Nintendo, so but I I'm truly wondering, like, do not... we see the Master Sword at the start of the game, or do we just not see it and then not have it? <laughs> oh. Is it is I it think, treated I as a we'll gameplay thing or part of the story? I think we'll see it at the beginning of the game. You'll have to reacquire it. Okay, and... but we will see how you lose it, or it will explain why you don't have it. Yes. Oh I god, so. unless the Master Sword is their answer to durability and it's like the one base weapon you have and it's severely no, limited in its that. power I, for some reason. That, ha that would be that. so ridiculous. That <laughs> can't be the case. It would, it would go I against, hope it's not, but I don't know. It would go against their whole like open-ended design so much. I just I can't see it. Yeah, I can't see that happening. Um, Nintendo, I'm putting a lot of faith in you. Alright? <laughs> I, I, listen. Don't worry, <laughs> Wyatt. We will should. let you down. <laughs> Go um, hug the fried shrimp with Jeff Keighley's kicks. Here's here's an issue that I think bugged people more than durability, and that's the rain. 
Let's talk about the rain. Oh, while climbing? And how stupid it is. <laughs> while climbing or while wearing metal armor? Or just everything about it? Just climbing. Full stop. Because never... Because so much of the game is about just learning how the world works and gaining gear in order to traverse it better. But the one thing that never changes is the rain. It, it did rain a lot in it my playthrough. <laughs> it completely just removes any kind of like large scale climbing. No matter what you do in the game, that never changes. And honestly, the quickest fix is if they're going to have another, if they're going to have the climbing like gear set again or something similar to it, just have it ignore rain and just be able to climb in the rain. There needs to be some sort of item that allows you to climb during the rain. And I don't understand why that was, that was a decision that was never made. Because it's the one thing where, like, the game does a really good job at making you at, at you gradually feeling more powerful. Not just through the gear that you pick up, but also how you can manipulate the sandbox to, to whatever you need it to. But that's the one thing where you always feel helpless. Which can be kind mm -hmm. of interesting, but with, the, but with how often it is and how and the way that the game is designed, I just think it's more of a detriment than anything else. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious what they're gonna do with rain as well. I don't see them getting rid of it because I feel like that's an integral part of preserving the sandbox. Weather will remain, but yeah. I could see this being a game that introduces some wacky way to modify weather as part of the sandbox. Interesting. I mean, like that that would be my able bet to make a for a solution. Machine. So I feel like there's like a weather shrine or something. Or a musical instrument. Or oh. an instrument. Oh. Would love a musical Bring instrument. Bring back the ocarina, please. Yeah. Or the, uh, what's the, what's the thing called in Wind Waker? Is it literally just called the Wind Waker? Like the, the, yeah. the wand? Yeah. There's the, oh, there's also the, the harp from Skyward Sword. From Skyward Sword. More musical yeah. instruments in Breath of, in <laughs> the a, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a whole, whole thing. Um, I, I don't want it to be removed. I just want it to be addressed and have it be an obstacle that you can eventually overcome. Because I think as is, it's just far too frustrating and far too common. Um, here's my next thing. I So this this one I got from, I don't know if anyone here watches Arlo, who primarily oh, covers... Um, All right, before you love... get Arlo, I've got a few oh, okay. rapid-fire questions for you, Wyatt. To, okay. To predict. Right, well, these are ones that don't necessarily fit in any one area. Uh, mm -hmm. How many fully voice acted cutscenes are we going to have? Oh, for God's sake! Oh. You want like a you want like a number? <laughs> I want a number. I want a number. Do you know? Okay. Well, as a baseline, do you have on hand the number that were in the first? I game? can estimate no. because memories in Breath of the Wild there were eighteen of them, and they all had a cutscene mm. associated. And there was like one more at the end. There's one at the start, and there's like another ending cutscene. So, so let's say like about, about twenty-one, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. I assume there's a few more snuck in there somewhere, but I don't know if they're fully voice acted aside from that. Oh, man. <laughs> we have a voiced villain this time, which I think it's implies. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Which voice I think is more present. Will add the amount of like voice acting and cutscenes. But it really depends on if they have a lot of like side characters, if the champions will be relevant to the story in any way, shape, or form. Probably not. Um, I'm going to say a little bit more, but like marginally. Like, not that much more. 
It's not what okay. I want. It's what I'm expecting. <laughs> I mean, 21 is not a bad number, though. That's a pretty good number for a game that doesn't have cutscene-based storytelling most of the time. Mm-hmm. I could see if we get 21 it's voice acted cutscenes that are not like uh, in the last <laughs> but not terrible, years. completely detached yeah. from. So what's I'll going I'll put that on. in as there will be more than 21 actual cutscenes. Yeah. All right. Um, Going all right. hand in hand with that, Wyatt. Yes. Is the game fully voice acted? Not necessarily including no. Link. No. 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 <laughs> you're so, gonna get a lot easy of easy answer. Uh, I think. I think you're, the game you're is get too a lot big. Of, uh... Yeah, I think the game is too big. Bombanada. And I think Nintendo doesn't give a shit enough about story to do it. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm you with you. What? I don't care either way. I'm assuming this game is going to be the same size, if not bigger. And there's probably going to be I, I I don't blame them to be like to be clear. Yeah. Like it's a it's a big game and all the little NPCs that just dish out like little rumors or, or hints or something, that's fine. I I'm not expecting a fully voice. It's fine. Um There's something I forget. Did they have just no voice at all and they had the text box? Or did they do a little bit of an animal crossing? Um, I think they would the say smaller... like there's like a little sound, but it wasn't like yeah. blah, 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 blah. like like it, like if you're talking to Beetle at any of the um oh yeah it's the whole he, it's, it's, he's like <laughs> he he has like the the one word yeah oh it's a lot less scary than it was in Skyward Sword if you talk to <laughs> Beetle in Skyward Sword you like walk up into his little house and he's like. Oh, <laughs> really and then if you crazy. try to steal, he pulls a lever. And tr- is it if you try to steal or you don't buy anything? He you pulls don't a buy lever anything. and just drops you from the store. If you don't buy anything, he pulls a lever and you fall straight out of his house. It's, it's awesome. Right. <laughs> Great, Wyatt. Um, I've got another question for you yeah, along yeah. these lines. Uh, this is a one that I think you're going to have some trouble with, which is how many words is the whole script? <laughs> are we talking main because story or everything everything because i'm talking when people release articles saying there are fifty thousand, five hundred thousand words in cyberpunk 2077 what is that 700 breath of the wild 700 700 entire words <laughs> in the whole game yes uh, and this varies wildly between games like there are yeah, games with a very small number and games with a very large number. Like they're like just in Skyward Sword's opening, there's probably more lines of dialogue than like the first like, yeah. half of Breath of the Wild. And notably, this doesn't. I'm not account- counting just voice acting here. So whole script. Mm-hmm. How many oh words are in the script of this game? That's a tough one. Ah oh, man. Um, I'm gonna say. 3,000. Okay. I don't know why. It just feels right to me. I feel like you're incredibly <laughs> low-balling there. <laughs> we'll see how, how close that gets. Uh, um, does Link say any words? No. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's one of those. And here's why I'm so confident with that is because Breath of the Wild uh, its development was helmed by a lot of like younger um, um, 
employees, right? And specifically, they wanted to hear from those younger employees, people who were completely okay with just abandoning the Zelda structure entirely. And that's one thing that they didn't change. I feel like that is like an absolute no-no. So, Link cannot talk. <laughs> you know the thing that I the would normally agree with that, to eat. but there's one thing that bothers me incessantly about Breath of the Wild, which is that outside of cutscenes, Link does talk. He does. A lot. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. But then in cutscenes, he is inexplicably mute. <laughs> when I say talk, no, I... I don't know about and... the talk all the time. He says yes and no. Oh, no, no. No, it's like no full... he has full lines. Because I, I literally, yeah. an hour before this podcast, started up a new playthrough of Breath of the Wild. And your first dialogue option is you meet uh, Old King Rome. And he goes, what are you doing with that? With the torch. And you go like, I'm going to start fires, is one of the options. <laughs> So he says full sentences in the game. Hang, hang on, hang on. Here's an important question. Here's an important question. Does he actually say that, or is this a case of the, the Fallout 4-esque dialogue? How does anyone where... know what he means? You can gesture with a torch at the Well, you he does say that because Rome says that's unsettling immediately afterwards. So he's clearly replying to the word that you just said. You can do yeah. actions that imply you won't like starting fires. No, Alex, that's this is a weird hill to die on. <laughs> this is a weird hill to Link die said on. the sentence, I'm going to start fires I'm, with I'm it. And then Rome said, you... that's unsettling that you're going to start fires with it. And so when you ask that question, I'm assuming you meant like spoken word yeah, I mean from spoken. a voice I don't actor. mean... No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's happening. If it does, I'd probably like shit my pants, but it's, it's not going to happen. I would um, love for there to be like one sentence of spoken dialogue. <laughs> the very end yeah, I, and especially for it to be like travis willing or someone with an incredibly well, big voice you know what i'm imagining well, if it does happen me, princess i'm imagining if it does happen it's gonna fall completely flat like remember when in um uh destiny 2 fucking um uh forsaken your character says one sentence and it's like oh my god your guardian speaks hasn't spoken a word since like the first game or whatever i and hard it's just, disagree like, that that fell flat fall. I hard disagree that that fell flat. I thought that that hit very well. No. (laughs) I think you were already so so detached from Destiny 2. Damn, I didn't care. It would be my my guess for that. (laughs) You do have to agree that there is at least a 90% chance that it will fall flat or that people will not like it. Oh, in Tears of the Kingdom? Absolutely. It's like when it's like when they made like one hundred words in the one like newer Pokemon movie, and everyone's like, "Hey, what? What?" Pikachu says like, "I love you, Ash," or something, and I it's like everyone's weird. like, "That's really one of the strange. only one of the only like that's that. horrifying." One yeah. of the only like classic video game characters that's gotten away with this is Jack because he didn't say a word in the first game, and then he started talking in the second game. But that's because it wasn't like Jack an established. And Jack. Yeah, that's because it wasn't an established franchise like it is now, and because the second game changed so many things anyways, it was able to get away with it because it was only the second entry. So yep. that's like one of the only ones that's gotten away with it. Um, yeah, I, I will yeah. say, I if it happens, I hope that it is good and not bad. You know, I, I hope mm-hmm. it isn't a thing that, and I don't believe they're going to do it, but I could see it happening because I think it has been a thing that's been brought up more and more of, it's there's a weird disconnect now between story link and link in the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing to keep going with, especially you can kind of get away with it in Breath of the Wild because it was all in the past. 
But now that it's yeah. current, I think it would feel weird if you are interacting with characters and then just not speaking. Yeah, it's I, I understand why they don't have Link talk, but it's always been this weird thing because like it's not even in just in Breath of the Wild, like so many Zelda games. It's like he won't say a word in, in like a cutscene or something, but he has plenty of things to say. You, you can pick different, you know. Yeah. Um, dialogue options. They don't mean anything, but it's there. So it's just, it's always been a little, it's been a little strange. As the series has gone on and has tried to focus more on its story, the, the whole silent protagonist thing kind of is more and more awkward <laughs> as, it, yep. uh, as it goes. Um, All right. What's your, yeah. your next wish list item? Um, better boss fights. And that kind of comes in two different uh, waves. I think. Yeah, I'm with I you. think I think primarily the the move sets need to be more interesting. I remember the first the first playthrough I did, I fought uh, Water Blight Ganon for the first time, and I remember it being really hard. And I was like, "Wow, this is cool." And then I realized in the second playthrough, if you just have enough bomb arrows and spam them with bomb arrows, it's it's like the most pathetic thing in the world. <laughs> um, I get that they want to keep their like open ended level design, but I think bosses is one thing where you can. Break the rules just a bit to make sure you have like a good boss fight. And Especially because Zelda problem... is known for doing the like puzzle style boss fights so yeah. well. Yeah, and I think the other problem is is that boss fights don't scale with you at all. Which I get that it's not like a super stat heavy game. Which honestly, though, now that I think about it, isn't even true. All of the damage in the game is calculated by half hearts, right? So like, I feel like there's a lot of things you could do behind the scenes in order to scale at least boss like health and damage along with the player as he goes along because like if you wait too long to go to like fight ganon or fight any of the, like the the blight ganons they are just they're pathetic like it's they also don't stand unfortunate that if you do do the whole game and then go fight ganon he's such a pushover yeah. <laughs> that you're like especially, i could have this instantly. well especially if you have the guardian shield that just like you don't even have to do your timing properly it just bounces guardian lasers back like you don't even have to do anything he's such a pushover <laughs> yeah which and is it's... i i like the idea that it's easier if you did all the things but not that much easier <laughs> no no it's it's ridiculous um and so i think like i mean the simplest thing is just to have them scale with the player but i think they they had cool ideas for boss like set pieces but they didn't really develop it that much like i don't actually think they need to scale with the players but i feel like you could do use some set piece things to retain difficulty mm -hmm. even if like damage wise you're outpacing them because i feel like that's how most other zelda games work is they tried to do that but a lot of the times it just didn't really affect the, the fight that much like again going back to water blight ganon there's yeah. a cool moment where a lot of its moves are electricity based right and so there's a cool moment where the floor becomes water and you have to jump around on certain platforms which is a great idea so it's like oh you have to use like cryonis to like create different platforms to jump yeah. around but again it's just you spam them with bomb arrows and it doesn't matter <laughs> you can do you, you, there's there's so many ways to just cheese the boss fight and it's okay to kind of have like a more structured boss fight. Take away the the open ended part of it just a little bit to make sure that the boss fight pertains. Especially some because kind they have world difficulty. boss fights like the Lynels that are cheesable. Yeah. Like outside of it, so there's still I, more. I think difficult. you already have things for people to throw their stuff at and feel satisfied about it. Maybe not the main story bosses, or at least yeah. not all of them. Um. All right. Well, you talked about that. Uh, I am curious why it does the hook shot return. 
that's on my list. I want the hook shot. The hook shot? Oh my god! In Breath of the Wild sandbox, so good, so good. Maybe that's and your solution to the using, rain problem too. Is but, you can climb yeah. using the hook shot past a certain point. But you using I, I the mean, glider, using hovering machines, going out of a glide, using the hook shot. Oh, starting a glide with the hook shot. Some might argue that it's kind of redundant if you have other forms, like especially if they bring back Rivali's Gale, which breaks so much of the game. But like, it's still fun. It's still a grappling hook in a video game, and I'm gonna use it. <laughs> because grappling it's a hooks grappling make hook. video games better. Especially if it, I would love yeah. if it behaves like a physics grappling hook. Yeah. In terms of like, Ooh. not necessarily to get around and like, I don't. It can bring items spider you. If they're like... I mean, like pivoting. Like, I would love if there are areas designed where you could like Ooh. shoot it into a floating island above you and then like swing to the next island. Or even Ooh. pulling objects around. Like, here's yeah. the thing: if you want Just like a, a puzzle. Base... Tool. If you want, if you want a good like framework of how to use the hook shot in this kind of honestly, Halo Infinite used the the, yep. the grapple shot okay. in its open world really really well, and I think it would fit um, Breath of the Wild or like Tears of the Kingdom sandbox really really well. Um, I don't think it's gonna be there. Oh. Um, I so really your official prediction on this is no, but you really want it to be. Yes. Okay. Desperately, desperately, because it is a fact. You put a grappling hook in your video game, and it's just a better video game. I think most. I could see that also being DLC. That. I feel like that's a, a fun like mm. DLC. Kind of like what kind of like what they did with the with the bike. Yeah, with the motorcycle. Like people played the game without it, so they got the full experience. Now we can break it a little bit. We can add some stuff that doesn't necessarily which brings me adhere to, another to thing, normal game stuff. Which uh, brings me to another thing about armor. Um, so the the knight's armor that you get once it's like fully upgraded, you're like unstoppable because it negates so much damage that like most enemies they hit you if you if you're fully decked out in the knight's armor does like half heart to you or like quarter is heart. The, is that the 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 ancient armor like the ancient weapons? The knight's no, armor, it's literally or? just like like plate mail. Yeah, um, and I take no, back what I said before. It's damage is calculated in quarter hearts. I think not half hearts. Yeah. Because, of, um, but yeah, like if you're fully decked out, fully upgraded, and everything. Like, they can't touch you. Like, even, like, Lynels and, like, Henoxes and stuff, like, tickle you once it's fully upgraded. So I think that needs to be tweaked a little bit. Either that or it's really hard to get the armor to that point, or it takes a long time to get to that point. Um, I also think that there's some armor that have cool effects, but are very specific use cases. Like, the Zora armor is cool because you can go up waterfalls, but, like... Outside of that, it's not really used for a whole lot unless you're going to be doing a lot of swimming, which the game doesn't really have a whole lot of like moments where you're doing a lot of swimming that you can't just fly over or something. Yeah. So it's a cool idea, but I think it the armor needs to be a bit more universal than that because like some of the armor is very specific, and in that one specific scenario, yeah, it's great, but it needs to be applicable to more than just one specific. It's it's why I always go back to like the Hylian armor or um. Or something else, or like the climbing armor, because there's a lot of use cases for that, and you're going to be using it a lot. But the Zora armor is like, I'm going to put it on for this one moment, and then I'm going to immediately take it off, because it has no other uses outside of that. I think what I stayed on most was the Sheikah stealth armor. Yeah. I didn't do a whole lot of stealth, which is... I, another thing on my list is I want the stealth to be a bit more developed, because it's a little, uh, a little undercooked. Um, but, I mean, I mostly just... Because I really like the look of like the Hylian tunic, not his like blue champion one, but the one you get in um, Kakariko Village. I just love that 
look. And so mm. I wore that with the lot. with the shoulder and like the the pack yeah. pad. Yeah, Ugh, looks so. That good. was a, that was cool. And now and now in Tears of the Kingdom they have like his blue like champion tunic with that like like shoulder polish. Oh, it looks so good. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think I want more armor sets with more like. I don't want them to be more bland and like general, but like have them be more use cases than very specific things. Because some of them I just didn't wear that much. Um, let's see. What else do we got here? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, I would also love a transmog. I think this is a game that could use a transmog system. Yep, I agree. I agree. Maybe it, maybe it's a fun unlockable at some point. In Breath of the, the Wild, the only thing we had was the, the armor die, right? Yeah, you could die, but there's some armor. I feel like you have a lot of really cool-looking pieces here, but making fun outfits meant you would, you would be using, like, one piece from four different sets. So you were never really getting a lot of bonuses. So I, th I think it would be nice to just have a transmog. I don't know that that will be in the game because I look. Nintendo makes great games, but they often make games that are stuck in the past for quality of life stuff. So yeah. I don't the, expect Nintendo often any of those things to exist. does not have a fashion end game in their games, <laughs> despite them being uh, perfectly capable of it. So here, so here was something uh, I had mentioned Arlo before. Who I, if you don't watch his content, he makes great. Uh, like usually Nintendo based content, uh, love him. And one thing that he was talking about uh, that I put on my wish list here because I very much agree is they kind of did this in Age of Calamity a little bit, but I want them to expand on it here. I want quests where you're like rebuilding Hyrule, right? Where like, oh, this town was like, there's so many ruins in Breath of the Wild, so many like just destroyed villages and castles and stuff. How cool would it be to go back to those places and have whole quests, kind of like the Terrytown quest, where you're like providing resources? It's a good use of all these things that you're picking up around the world, and you're like providing resources to all these different places to help rebuild Hyrule after a hundred years, right? Because they did that a little bit in in um. Age of Calamity, it was some of, some of my favorite stuff because it felt like you were act, like engaging with the world a bit more and you were helping the people, which is kind of what you're supposed to be doing in the first place. That's another one of those like far out there, probably not going to happen type things, but I just feel like it would it would it would act as a great thing for a sequel where it's like, all right, the the world has been destroyed for a hundred years. Now we have a sequel to that where a lot of it is about building back mm -hmm. up again, building rebuilding society. And as you do that, maybe you have more people walking around because it's safer to walk around the open world and stuff. I don't know. He he mentioned that, and I put it down here because the Terrytown quest was cool, and I wanted more stuff like it. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I would also like if this seems to be set some amount of time after Breath of the Wild, a couple months or something, because different hairstyles, different looks, it, characters have clearly done some things. So mm -hmm. I would love to see just some actual life in the world and not it yeah. be destroyed the whole time until it gets ripped up like i think there's a lot of fun you could do with having more character outside of just like stables around yeah. the world and like a few cities here and there kind of because there's like villages in breath of the wild but they don't tend to have things for you to do and i would love to see some like mini game or some other things that you can do in the yeah. the towns uh, oh, here's a little thing. Hey, Nintendo, have you ever heard of something called multiple save files? Oh, you have! Because almost every other Zelda game has had multiple yeah, save files. Yeah, I just files. wiped my save to play Breath of the Wild again. I, I'm like, I would love to not have to do that. And oh. I, I didn't because I didn't want to 
delete that first save because it means a lot to me. So I set up a whole new like profile on my Switch to do that. Yeah. Which is a, a solution, and I was a little worried that like all the DLC didn't carry over, but it does, which is nice. Um, but it's like, why do I have to do this at all? This feels like such an unnecessary multiple save files. And w- why? <laughs> I don't. I don't understand why this is like. Yeah. It, it was 2017. No excuse. And now it's 2023. No excuse. It just it's such a weird little thing. Um, here's something. Excuses so unless... you'll buy it anyway. I know. Um. Here's here's one thing. I unless I'm wrong, I don't think your your various like food effects stack on each other. Because it tells you if you eat like food that gives you more heat resistance or something, it tells you up in the corner. But then if you're in a combat encounter and you want to add like temporary hearts, right? You eat a different piece of food, the heat stuff goes away and is replaced by like some other effect. But I don't think they stack. At I don't all. believe they do. You would have to make Which food is... that has both the heat resistance and the heart thing. Which it's kind of annoying, <laughs> and I don't understand why that limit. I feel like that's there. to avoid the Skyrim thing of just stuffing your face with food every fight to become unkillable. But but that's what people do anyways. <laughs> yeah, but it, it mitigates it a little bit. I I do think I kind of prefer having the the choice of like you have to actually make a decision what effects you want. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, because armor tends to fill that role. If like if you decide you want to be able to eat the busted food. And be in the hot zone. You can wear the hot armor. That means you and don't also, take the hot damage. But it also goes against like, oh, this game is all open ended, and you can tackle things wherever you like. But we're going to put in these weird limitations from time to time. I, I just feel like it so, kind of goes I, against. I don't feel like that's limiting. I think that's more. You need to have a plan to get into an area by either using your food item or using an armor set. You can't like just kind of cheese it and do whatever. So that kind of encourages the exploration because you you want to have the different things. Um, but I, I can see else, that. What else I have here? The other big thing is um, we only get four traditional style Zelda dungeons in the entire game, and they're not even that long. They're also um, not really traditional Zelda style dungeons. I would well, say we have say one traditional Zelda style dungeon. The 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 closest that we get to to zelda style dungeons that aren't shrines right and i think i want well, I, more we, we of do them have and... the uh the ega clan hideout i think was the to me the uh... most like visually fun thing in the game because it was it felt like a dungeon not mm. to say i love the gameplay there but no i did not <laughs> i <laughs> i think in terms of being a traditional zelda style dungeon that's the closest we really got I just want I like to see banana some different things. But even with that one, you can break it in two seconds. I got so frustrated with it that I just cheesed the whole thing and didn't even do it properly, and I still got by in, like, half the time. Which I, I get is I kind of... I just want to see not old, dirty Shiko everywhere. Well, that leads me to another discussion that people have had online, and I wanted to get your guys' take on this. There... Was it... Um, Matthew, uh, was it Matthew Matosis? Someone had suggested this, and it's been a big discussion online ever since. All of the um, shrines, all of the shrine dungeons are visually exactly the same, right? And so what some people are arguing is that no matter what shrine you go to, there's a certain order at which you experience the shrines. The locations are all in different places, but the actual dungeon that you go down into, the like mini dungeon that you go down into, it's always in the same order, so you're experiencing things in the correct order. And I'm wondering what you guys think. I would run with that a little bit. I, I like the idea. I don't know 
that it would I think feel like there's problems with it that I can't come up with right now. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I like the idea at first glance, but I think there is probably some weird problems that would arise from it of like maybe mm-hmm. you you don't have the fun map presence of being able to kind of stumble upon different areas. So I'd kind of I think I would mix it up a little bit and be like there are four sets. Mm-hmm. And each one of them has a different visual theme. So you yeah. get a different set of visuals for each of these like four sets and every time you hit one of the shrines for that set of things it goes in in like a line, right? So you're mm-hmm. getting them in progress. I feel like that would be a good middle ground of there being some different things to do but mm-hmm. also having progression. Because for me, some of the shrines were very much themed around the area that they were in, which is what made the shrine yeah. cool. And when you do that, like, order, that You're cool theming kind of goes away, which maybe isn't a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, but I think, to me, that would be a pretty important thing. Because sometimes the act of finding the shrine is interesting in and of itself, and then the shrine being themed after the quest that you just went on to get it. Like having it be the same theme is really interesting. Yeah, I really I just like want some visual differences. That. Like I want yes something to to look as impressive as the rest of the game does. Yeah, I like. I mean, initially it's nice contrast where like you have this giant open world with all this lush wildlife, and then the dungeons are these like mechanical. It's interesting at first, and then you get like twenty, thirty hours. And then you the do one hundred and twenty of yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I need something else. I need something different. Also different music. <laughs> yeah. Just That's the other thing. The music in general kind of more. Give me music. <laughs> yeah. Um I think the the you know guy jamming out on the piano works really well for certain things. I really like the like when when Link stumbles like when Link stumbles across a memory and there's this really nice like piano theme that plays. I think that was really nice or like when you're on your horse and it's just a little it's nice, but then when you're fighting a giant, like, eight-legged robot spider that shoots lasers at you, I want something a little bit more than a guy jamming out on a piano going... It's like, can we... Can this be a little bit scarier? <laughs> than just some dude on a piano just doing the same riff for, like, ten minutes? I don't or know. Or just have have music. Please have some amount of music. I, and first of all, like soundtrack is great, <laughs> but it's barely present. <laughs> yeah, I like the low key stuff for when you're just walking around and taking in the world. It works perfectly there. But for like, but I swear, action... if I hear bump bump bada bump bump <laughs> again one more time, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> or, in a, or in a shrine, you hear. It's like I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I want I want more music. Uh, like. Like like you said, the, the, the theme that they had for like the Breath of the Wild story trailer, that like rendition of the Zelda theme that was doesn't awesome. Doesn't play in the game ever. Doesn't play in the game. The only Despite thing that we do the get the single greatest piece of music that yeah. Zelda has um, ever had. Uh the one the one that we do get that's more than, than piano is when you're in the uh in Hyrule Castle, which I guess is also kind of a a Zelda dungeon almost. It has its own mm-hmm. map and everything. Um but that's it. <laughs> it and it's not i yeah i don't know i just think going all piano was kind of a mistake uh in some in some areas um i know they added an update that had some horse customization but i'd like them to expand on that because i love me some horse customization uh if you want an example of good horse customization look at red dead redemption 2 it does it very very well 
What else have I got on here? Um, I think that's most of it. I think I think the thing I want to stress mostly is just better story, uh, address durability and rain. Um, I want more crafting stuff as well. I think that's the last one. It's just All right. more more excuses to use the five hundred, the stack of five or six hundred choo choo jelly that I did that I've been carrying around for so long. Um, that is a sensible thing to request, I think. Yeah. All right. I have one more dreaded question for you, Wyatt. Oh, oh dear God. This one I think is going to hurt you in the soul. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Anyway, actually, I'm going to ease you into it with a, a simpler question. <laughs> one from okay. a, a better time, which is the trailer that revealed that we have vehicles in the game. And vehicle right. customization, are there going to be time trials? I can see that. I can see like one or two time trials as a puzzle. And I mean, in any form, it doesn't have to be like Ubisofty time trials. I mean, yeah. Um, is there a time trial? Well, there are time trials in Breath of the Wild already. Some of the uh, Koroks, Korok challenges are are time trials. I mean, I mean movement based um, specifically with with a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, those right. are those aren't my favorite challenges in the world. To be honest, they kind of get on my nerves sometimes. Um, but probably, I could see them doing like a Korok style thing where you got to drive your your giant nuts collect and bolts your vehicle around. <laughs> All right. Well, That's speaking of collectible in the game, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> laugh so hard. Speaking oh. of Wyatt's tears, uh, does <laughs> Ubisoft influence the UI of Breath of the Wild sequel? Tears of the Kingdom uh, at all. Worse, uh, Forspoken does. Uh, <laughs> Truly no. a nightmare. It's all no. fish-eyed. Uh, I, I mean, Nintendo... like, do we have objective markers appearing on the map? Is there? Does Nintendo take the wrong lessons from AAA game development? I think Nintendo develops in their own, oftentimes infuriating little bubble that they are, that they staunchly refuse to, uh, to. Uh, look outside of that i think they'll just stick to their guns in terms of the ui because i actually quite like the way that the the uh inventory works and all that in, in breath of the wild i think they did a pretty good job of it overall um so i don't think i would want too many maybe some more organizational systems for like the i'm inventory. not asking if you want it i'm asking is it no, there i am yeah. uh, <laughs> no i'm no uh, all right <laughs> i'm being really hopeful and saying no <laughs> okay, I'm I'm with you on that. I I honestly don't think that'll happen. Um, but I would be so upset if I get in the game and there is a breadcrumb trail showing me how to get to the next objective. Uh, I highly oh I don't think that happens in any universe. I feel like it's not a thing that they touch with a twenty foot pole. But you know, it's possible. Yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. Breath of the Wild sequel, Tears of the Kingdom. In the bag, we've put our predictions down. We'll probably revisit this game again before it comes out. Once we have more information, if we get more information, that's it. I really predicted a lot there. Yeah, you, I'm sure you did, Brett. You know what, Brett? I do have a prediction, a question for you. Are there Koroks? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> well, I did. Well, I did. I mean, part of the reason I wanted to do this discussion, and I'm sorry, I completely forgot because I got lost in my own little world over here um <laughs> brett as someone who has tried to get into this game many times and could not stick with it what would you want out of a breath of the wild sequel no 
Oh. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they could do anything. I think Zelda huh. in one installment has strayed so much from what I enjoyed about the Zelda games that it can't be a Breath of the Wild sequel. It would have to be a different a new Zelda thing. game. Yeah. Wow. Uh cuz I just don't like the direction uh at all. Uh and I'm going to be honest with you after this discussion, we just had like the two percent of excitement that I did have was like murdered. Are <laughs> <laughs> you that uh, that negative on the the prospects? Well, th- the good thing about it is that in like you know six days out of the week, I don't have to care. But it's <laughs> Sunday and it's podcast day, so we're talking about Breath of the Wild. I did I see your eyes just glaze over during most of that discussion. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not, not gonna playing sit you here. for. I don't blame you at all, to be clear. Because <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and just be a downer the whole time, because it's not the point of the discussion. Uh, but, you know, I'm play, playing Twilight Princess right now certainly isn't helping, because that game does a lot of things that are very good that we're not going to see again until uh, indie devs get past making a Link to the Past and get to making Ocarina of Time, which is fine, because we're I, I, I do love getting some good link to the past we've had uh, enough someday all right brett well you you and your negativity have uh <laughs> created a whole new list for me to add on to here so we're gonna oh, keep no, going sorry. we're gonna keep going oh, the no! to extend your pain oh, because God. i want i have added a list to this that is brett's debbie downer dirty dirt things that need to go i said oh, almost God. nothing <laughs> so oh, i no. need you to, to list off what needs to change for you to like breath of the wild we're 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 sitting here and we're making all these 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 loops and hoops. Be as downer through. as you want to. No, right? I, I I am. We're making up all these these pretend reasons that uh like oh well, should we should we uh <laughs> give uh the the player um uh uh what what should the the rank up system for going through the challenges should it be giving them an XP boost? No, that sucks. You're putting a band aid on the problem. Remove them. <laughs> Remove the weapon durability. There's no reason to have it. It sucks. Nobody likes it. Get rid of it. It's bad. Doesn't fit in the Zelda game. It didn't okay. fit in Dark Souls, and that's the thing that made that a, a thing let's to consider not, for that kind of game. Let's not blame purely Breath of the Wild for this, though, because it is not the only Zelda game to have weapon durability. Oh, Skyward Sword, which a lot of people also really like and is a favorite of thousands. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of people rediscovering their love I, for Skyward Sword. I know. And that's how a lot of things go, but there's also a reason that so many people bounced off of it in the first place. Yeah. That's how, that's the other half. Uh, no, no, yeah. Uh, I agree. Get rid of weapon durability because it, uh, the things yeah. you would gain from getting rid of it would be a lot better than the things you'd gain from keeping it and making mechanics around it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I make, make the world full, full of things. You guys pretty much said, like, full of uh like actual populated places that give you reasons to go there uh and a story to make you go to those places um cuz open worlds i like i i get that part of it is just you can just go wherever um but it's nice also to have like oh well we need to do this like now i also do, do these other go, the you can go wherever and you can do the final boss immediately that works once if you do it again, it, it doesn't work again. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like all the 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 open designness that it, we've kind of touched upon, how it just like 
oh, well, who knows where the player could be in the game. They could not have this yet. They could not have this yet. They could not have this yet. So I guess the bosses can just be killed by anything. If you if you have a bunch of bombs, you just do that. And it's like, okay, on the one hand, that's cool to discover, but this is a Zelda game, and I get the hookshot five seconds before using it on the hookshot boss. And now I'm really good at using the hookshot. And the boss can't be killed in any other way because it's the hookshot dungeon. I, that's okay. If you Once you take that away, that was just an action game and so i'm gonna write down have a hookshot dungeon okay <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll reinterpret okay. what exactly that means like six months from now and not we'll, we'll figure out we'll reverse engineer hey, the meaning have a goddamn hookshot in your video game god um oh I, and I'm, I'm gonna do you uh one better uh why why stop at a hookshot when you can just have the dual claw shots from twilight princess because that's just mm. two hookshots um, yeah. you could do stupid, stupid things like Spider Man with that, and it would be funny. Mm -hmm. Um, have the dual claw shots. Why stop there? Why not go full just cause? Shoot claws at other things and tether them together. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Smash enemies yeah. together. Be right, the, go full the just cause. Just, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With all any of the things that I'm saying are going to be completely lost in translation because Link, have, <laughs> go full just cause. Have Link blow up an oil rig. <laughs> follow-up episode where we're going to go back through this list and like, what the hell are we talking about? Oh, that's going to happen. When it comes out, we've played it. We're going to look at this list and count how many of these match up to what Brett wants. You don't look through other podcast notes and think, were we on something? Nintendo watches this episode and then they just put uh, Rico or whatever his name is from, from, from Just Cause in Tears of the Kingdom. They're like, yeah, we did it! We did Bruce exactly what Brett wanted. Bruce! Gross. Yep, I I need the Groose scene as I was telling Wyatt before. I need Groose to come plummeting out of the sky as Link is like parasailing or doing something, or someone, or like a, a hobgoblin or something that is Groose esque, just falling <laughs> after you. Going. All right, Brett. What Groose esque thing needs to be, needs to change? I, I don't... I don't know. I don't know. Groose esque, uh, but I I also do agree Brucey? that the uh the soundtrack is like it's like pretty and it's cute. But like when I get more emotion from listening to farty synth trumpets, <laughs> uh, and synth snare drum doing the same lick over and over again for a boss music, than like an actual like like real guy playing a real piano, I think that means something. Uh, so like like out in the world doing things that's fine have the piano for that but like when when something awesome needs to happen I think the music should reflect. Alright, so I'm gonna write, don't be I am Setsuna. Okay, yeah, I actually do know what that means, so that doesn't. <laughs> I figured you would be the only one who does. Uh, yeah, because uh, like it's it's not like Zelda is not known for having some of the most iconic video game music or multiple games that revolve entirely around Why music. would you think that, Brett? Why would you ever that make that stupid dumb, remember, dumb mistake? They, so I remember, because uh, I was looking up like videos Silly that was talking fam. about the production of Breath of the Wild, and there was a different instrument that they were going to use at one point, and then they decided to do the piano last minute. I forgot what instrument it was, but someone had a... Um, like a track of music that they had made with that, and it was super cool. And I, I gotta a find it. A single didgeridoo. On. You find it while Brett continues his negativity. Um, I I think 
uh, I mean, this I like. I'm getting to the point now where it's just like everybody who dislikes parts of Breath of the Wild oh, says these things. Brett, nitpick, but, please uh, go whatever you want. It, whatever well, you. This want isn't to even change. a nitpick, but I like the straight up lack of Zelda dungeons in Breath of the Wild. Like that is one of the main reasons where it just. Is, is this a Zelda game? I know it says right, it so on I, 10. I'm writing in like, all oh caps, God. Zelda Dungeons need to be in the Zelda game. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that, that one seems sense. clear. Yes. <laughs> That's also one that I agree with. Because it's like, it's the same thing with the bosses where it's like this this semi-puzzle solving element is like, yeah, at times it's frustrating and like weird, but like it, that's, that's part of these games. That's what makes them not just whatever other 3d don't character you feel satisfied game. exactly you feel satisfied when you solve them and you know what some of them when you haven't played the game in two years you go back to do it again you've completely forgotten what the hell to do and you get to solve it all over again all right so i'm writing a, um, i need to get my satisfaction as another one mm -hmm. um god what else uh i don't know like none, none of the none of the characters in in breath of the wild like annoyed me which is probably because they didn't do anything. They should probably add characters that do something. Because uh, right. again, like I'm, I'm like going through Twilight Princess, and it's like, man, like Midna is like literally there all the time, and she has motivations for helping you, and like gives you advice, and you would not be able to make it through puzzles without her being there. Uh, and like Zelda is like forced into hiding, and then I know later in the game she does do things because she's a major part of the the final Ganon fight. Uh, like all these other like characters like have their lives and go about things and you're just kind of also there and when you show up they go hey uh that's cool it's been a really long time i'm glad you saved those children from being slaughtered in the village when everything went twilight mode uh it's not like oh thank god you've brought me you've brought mm -hmm. me the milk from from six miles across the map Too now you can continue milk. to save the the world <laughs> Too much blue milk Put put no blue milk. <laughs> on no the blue list. milk. Put no blue milk. All right, all right. No blue milk is on the list. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think anything like the the control scheme or whatever is going to change. But that did not agree with me. All right, control um, scheme be better. Yeah. I I I don't know. Control don't scheme know. be more pog gamer. I think feels mm -hmm. good for this one. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Do you need a dodge button? A dodge button would would be great. <laughs> I would love to dodge roll in the direction that I'm holding the stick corresponding to pressing the button that dodges. Um, you know that that's a that's a level of quality that we ha we have not reached in yeah, video game. Yeah, we can't get there yet. Um, do you want? Right. Do exist? you want more motion controls? I would rather motion control myself off of a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm write, I would rather motion control myself off of a bridge. That that's the most easily untranslatable <laughs> one out of all the ones you've done so far. I don't even need to think about that. <laughs> uh. All right, it's like I, I horse breeding, Brett. How do you feel? Horse breeding only uh, if it's as interactive as uh, Red Dead Redemption 2's horses are I, already. If you make it. So that people who do care about it can do it, and people who don't care about it, like me, don't have to. Good job. Right, it's like I'm Pokemon. Right. I don't care about animals. I, you're right. <laughs> I don't. Oh no. I only care about rocks. <laughs> only care about rocks. 
<laughs> as a separate entry. I'm I'm excited to go through this at the end and see see what you think lines up with your. <laughs> I know it's going to be incredible. Here. Uh, all right. Yeah. Do you need to kill God? Um. <laughs> no, probably. I, I Zelda's like one of the What's few games on? where you you work alongside <laughs> the God, and it's like okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking uh, JRPG level twist here. Do we need to swip, swap it around? Final moment, you know. I, you know where, here's a callback. Alex said, "What if you fought alongside Ganon?" I think you know what. Here's my 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 big brain. This would be really cool and probably never happen because this is a franchise owned by Nintendo. Uh, the Link Zelda. This cycle has gone on for long enough. We have to Shin Megami Tensei break the cycle with me, Ganondorf, as your friend. We can't keep fighting each other like this. Right, Every so single final boss years. is not Ganon, and you fight with Ganon. Well, I yeah, I really hope that's the cycle. The, I really to break hope that's the because the there was like in in a lot of the flashbacks and things, and like with I I I could be hallucinating, but I swear there was talk about like breaking the cycle or this being the end, like the cycle decayed. So I he do want to ask. Like, there actually is one last reincarnation. For Wyatt, is this? Right, I've been really tuned out because I've been trying to find out one piece of information and I can't. I can't. Is find it this <laughs> before Skyward Sword? Does no. Tears of the Kingdom set up Skyward Sword? Are we Ooh. completing the cycle and going full flip around? I don't think Nintendo cares that much about the timeline to do something like that. Okay. I think because we, we just got period. a Skyward Sword remake, and if I were a betting person, mm. that might mean something. I'm not, so it doesn't. But <laughs> you are. We are in a fantasy league together. You are a betting person. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, my bets are to take down all of you. They're not to get me anything. There's a oh, reason that I put Prime Boss Rock A City. On my yes. <laughs> All right, so that's a no from you, Wyatt, right? You don't yeah. think that's going to happen? I don't think no, Nintendo doesn't care movie. enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, about their, their most beloved, most memorable character. All right, now, Brett, I got to ask you for one more thing. What do the Amiibo do? Who the fuck cares about the Amiibo? <laughs> <laughs> So like, I want to ask you, what what does the amiibo oh do? The are they are they get the grapple shot is through the amiibo? The only way oh you can God, get the shot. Horrible. Are, do they are they making pay to win? Are they baby. still making amiibos? Did they stop still making coming them? Out with are they them. still making them? Really? What are they used for? Huh. And everything else? Smash. Skylanders. Only Smash. <laughs> but like, but they're still making them for characters now that are like they're not even in Smash. Part of it. Well, I, I feel like a lot of it is just to own. To have like well, yeah, because they're, they're nice, cool, like painted figures. Yeah. But like, I for, cannot for gameplay believe. mechanics. Because I, I know I, in Breath of the Wild, that like, oh, this has a chest with a bunch of themed items around this character. This this has like armor mm. or something like that. That was maybe, a yeah, maybe they give you some for a while drip. When Skylanders started. Maybe they give you some cool drip. They give you some cool uh, drip. Yeah. If you if you put the uh, the Kirby amiibo onto your Switch, uh, Link turns into a, an untextured pink Unity sphere, and you can roll around <laughs> like that, and we'll call it Kirby mode. That'd be amazing. Right. And Does Link the get Kirby a amiibo mode? comes with Kirby mode. Yeah. 
All right, sounds great. Uh, I do want to get one final prediction from everyone, which is a wild prediction. What's your out there prediction? Your thing that you don't think will happen but could. Something you just think it would be great if this game had this. I mean, them breaking the cycle and working with Ganon, and then them also, well, not good, but it would certainly be shocking if they said, okay, this is the last Zelda game. We're not making any more. All right. This is the final I Zelda mean, game. We're breaking the what cycle. A shame. <laughs> My God. That, that, would, that would be horrifying. I mean, but it I'm would gonna, be out there. I'm going to stick with what I said earlier about, you know, having quests to to create different like permanent weapons. I don't think they're going to do anything crazy like that. That's my my big wish list item. That's my answer. Okay. <laughs> um Brett. I I I think uh uh right after the game comes out, it's going to be revealed that they were actually working with uh the the writer for uh SMT Nocturne and there's going to be multiple endings for the game one of which Ooh. uh you, you do the normal thing and the 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 great whatever happens and uh, it sets up Skyward Sword where the world's all destroyed uh and and the cycle continues and the other ending is the the true demon ending and instead of Lucifer it's Ganondorf and you side with him to to break the cycle uh and that way they could have you know the the cool meta Zelda ending, uh, possible, and then also make more Zelda games after it without uh, the Nintendo YouTubers freaking out about oh. the continuity of a bunch of games with no continuity. Oh yeah, because well, with Skyward Sword, the the timeline split there with the young and old link, they could do another timeline split. Mm -hmm. All right, if they care that much. My wild prediction here. All right, imagine you've just finished Tears of the Kingdom. Credits are rolling, beautiful music is happening, tears this are in your Skyrim eyes because drill. of the emotion that has you. happened, the cycles that have been broken. You're so ready. You get to the end of the credits, and then it says, Link will return. And then there is a <laughs> reveal of the Legend of Zelda cinematic universe. We are getting a movie <laughs> of The Legend of Zelda, and it will be revealed in Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, my God. Danny DeVito will have a role. <laughs> I want Danny DeVito to play Beetle. Danny DeVito is Zelda. Yep. <laughs> Danny DeVito is Tinkle. Well, well no, no. <laughs> oh, yes. I think, um, well, it would probably be part of this whole, like, Smash Brothers cinematic universe that uh, Illumination wants to do. Yeah, that's right? the multiverse. Uh... The multiverse is Nintendo, and it's going to come together, and then we're going to re-release Subspace Emissary. All right, we're redoing <laughs> Subspace Emissary oh from, from Smash Brawl, except this time it's a full 3D beat-em-up with the most characters that have ever been in a 3D character action game. All right, I'm talking, we're getting every single fighter from Smash Brawl, isn't it? By the way, quick side check, I found it. Yeah. Uh, originally, the entire soundtrack was supposed to use a dulcimer instead of a piano. Mm. Oh. Uh, and then it was changed. I have no piano. idea what that That's is. Uh, it's kind of right. like a it's a it's a string instrument. It's kind of like, like a tiny little. I'm looking at it right now. Um, it, uh, it looks like you use like a little hammer, and you like yeah. hit different oh. strings with it. Yeah. It's the proto piano. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> we've we've done the episode, so it's time for shoutouts. 
I hope you enjoy uh, the shoutouts. Yeah, that are I'll, I'll go your first. Direction. I'll go first. Uh, shout out to The Last of Us. Uh, I know there's a new episode that premiered today, and I haven't seen it yet because I'm watching it with other people. But wow, what a good show! This is Ooh. a this is a fantastic piece of uh, of uh, television entertainment that we've got on our hands. I think it does it, it threads the needle so well of sticking to the games when it needs to, like even down to just having the exact lines of dialogue and like exact same shots and everything. But I think when it deviates into its own thing, I think it makes perfect sense in order to expand on characters that we wanted to know more about or makes changes that that, that make sure that the story fits in the structure of a TV show much better. The casting is great. The show looks fantastic. Lots of great CGI, but also practical effects like the bloater is one big suit. It, uh, they they use a practical suit for the big bloater guy. I miss practical effects. That's great. It's great. Uh, there's some CG shots with it, but a lot of it's practical. It's so, so well done. Um, I can't wait to, uh, for them to do Last of Us 2 and have the whole Last of Us 2 discourse happen all over again. It's going to be great. It's <laughs> so much fun. Are they doing Last of Us 2? Yes, they've confirmed that the first season... Oh my season, god. They've confirmed that the first season is the first game, and they are doing a season two, which is the second game. Oh no. So oh, God. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh crap. I'm sure people won't receive death threats. Alright. Why would that happen? <laughs> Why would that happen? Brett, you spoke, which means it's your turn to go. I, I spoiled it because my camera's too far off the side, but I I I'd finished the, the Gundam for Act from the episode of Witch for Mercury that we just watched Excellent. the other day. Oh he's such a cool this... boy. This line of kits for the new series is really, 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 really good. Uh, I was not expecting it to be this good, but like some of them, even though they're so small, have like a full inner frame, which is just weird because there there's just no reason to do that. And like even it does the I mean it's really small, but like it does the arm split open to have the the beam the saber beam. come out oh, and grab. There's a hole in the foot. Put the beam saber in the foot if you are uh if you're freaky like that um oh the killer i like having it stand so it's just gonna not have that happen but yeah we get one of those flights nice stands. and cheap too oh nice right. nice alex i i'm in the realm mine's a little bit of an anti shout out oh, um great so so this is also part of the florida story um no <laughs> if so first off, don't ever buy buy clothes in a hotel store. It's w way massively overpriced because they can. Um, but also, you know, uh, even like selling clothes that where the median price was five hundred dollars for something is uh, absolutely ridiculous. Um, where the the clothes quality shows that it is not that good. Um, I know. Where they put the money, it's a bad place to put the money. No store should ever do this, and I'm cursing myself by bringing it up here. Um, instead of the 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 bag that they put the product in, you know, like instead of like a paper or a plastic bag with the store's name on it or something like that, you know, like preferably a paper bag that's nice and recyclable. Um, this disposable bag is made out of pleather. 
Oh. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> That's so bizarre. All right. Weird world of wacky fashion. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be stuck in your zone. All right. Well, I'm going to do a simple shout out this time. Like a Dragon Ishin came out. And oh boy, am I happy to be playing another Like a Dragon game that feels straight out of the PS3, and it's great. This is, they changed so little about what makes up the gameplay of this game outside of porting it to a completely different engine. Uh, so, yeah, it plays like? like a PS3 game in the good way, not the bad way. Of uh, this is It's a video game-ass video game, and there's a skill to unlock cannons as a weapon. So, <laughs> but, I'm but pretty what's happy. the karaoke like in ancient I haven't reached it yet. It does Ooh. exist. There is a karaoke-style minigame. I think it might be dance-themed instead of mm. regular karaoke, but I could oh. be wrong. There might also be a dance minigame. There might be two separate ones. Uh, yeah, it's also a historical game, relatively. It does warn you at the start to not take any of it too seriously because they're playing yeah. fast and loose, but it is telling a story about real characters, so... It's it's a fun little era of Japanese history to look at. That's it. That's the end of the show. As always, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the podcast platform of your choice. Next few episodes will be weird because I'm traveling. They may not be live streamed on Twitch, but will be uploaded to YouTube and Anchor soon afterwards. So they'll be everywhere, as usual, just maybe at wonky times. That's it. The show's over. Baby paste. Good to bring it back. <laughs>